0: AM 790 Talk and Business presents Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next waterfire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in
1: the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser.
2: Well, and hello, 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 everybody. Happy Thursday. I hope that you are enjoying this. Beautiful weather! What is going on? 70 degrees, and we're in October. It's a beautiful thing, and you know what? It better be like this on November 5th. I'm asking everybody out there to put uh, up good vibes, good thoughts, good prayers that on November 5th, which is our Water Fire salute to veterans, um, that it is 70 degrees and beautiful, and that everybody can come down and celebrate our veterans and everything that they're doing. And uh, yeah, so we're we're at Water Fire. all getting prepped up for that. Uh, It's a massive event. Later on in the show, we're going to be speaking to somebody who's working with the Rhode Island National Guard and Employment Support Services there, Ken Capuano. And so that'll be in our second half. But my first half of the show, I am so excited because there are two guys that I really just love hanging out with. And they bring so much life and fun to the party, literally, um, and to Waterfire all the time. But it's my dear friend, Eric Ogier and Joe Perry from 1031 Productions, who you You might kind of recognize as either the gargoyles or the marble muses that you see when you go down to Waterfire, or perhaps you've seen them all around Rhode Island. Not only have they been just around Rhode Island, they've been all around the nation. Um, So, without further ado, hello, guys. How are you doing today? Hey
0: there. How are you? Hello. (laughs) Hello. Happy Halloween.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great, and I am so excited. We've got a lot to talk about because you have just been uh, making leaps and strides and growing exponentially which we've always you've always been growing exponentially but it seems in this past year specifically there's been a real lot happening for you um I know you've got now everybody out there Joe I'm going to ask you this can you explain why you have the name 1031
1: Absolutely it's really fun especially with clients that we've been working a lot with um when they finally realize what it means there's lots of guesses that it was our original address or like a, something like that And actually, it's a specific date Mm -hmm. and inspiration for everything that we do, and that's Halloween.
2: Well, and isn't that just so apropos? Because (laughs) Halloween is around the corner, gentlemen. A high holiday. Yes, and I know that that's, again, 1031. That's it, Halloween. um, That you often, I mean, when did you start? You do something at the Providence Public Library called Mysterium, Mm -hmm. which is really beautiful. Are you going to be doing that again this year? Yes,
1: we are. It's the third iteration of it. And uh, basically what we do is we partner with the Providence Public Library, which is a freestanding institution who um, is, this event is a fundraiser for them to manage their free programs that they offer to the community. And uh, we start planning Mysterium Basically, right after the last mister, and what we do is we meet with the special collections librarians and we kind of mine their collections for inspiration mm-hmm. and uh, base each year's installation on something that's really fantastic and amazing and unique uh, that the library itself houses.
2: So so what are we looking at this year?
1: Oh, well, you'll have to come to find out. Oh, it's that's secret. part of the secret. That's part of <laughs> figuring out. That's part of the mystery.
2: Oh, all right. I see. Yeah,
1: come on. Yeah.
2: A, a, a little <laughs> Sorry, hint. there's
1: no hints. There's no hints. But I will tell you that, I, I will give you a hint that if you want to... See it. Uh, you better get your tickets soon because we are almost all sold out. Wow! Uh, so you can contact the Providence Public Library directly and uh, get your tickets uh, through them. And, and I think we only had about forty tickets left.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing! Uh, what what can people expect at this event?
1: Well, they can expect some wonderful food and beverage from Morin's Fine Catering. It's an open bar,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, full dinner stations, and um, what happens is you come in, you have this wonderful cocktail hour food is served there's uh you're surrounded by some 1031 characters in what is their event venue space so um they've become very renowned now as one of the premier uh event special uh event special places to have any type of event really in Rhode Island yeah, it's beautiful. and um but what's very unique to mysterium is that um after about an hour or so of mingling and having fun and drinking uh, you get to be released uh, and to explore some of the library that's even closed off to the public. Oh, wow. And that's where you encounter vignettes that are designed by us that are illustrating something. And there's a silver thread that ties it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're able to wander and take this journey of, of to see what's going on. And essentially the concept be- behind Mysterium is that, uh, very much like Halloween, again, it's our inspiration, in Halloween the spirits get to walk the earth, on Halloween... And uh, so we've taken that kind of idea and we've superimposed it onto the library, so that once a year the characters in the books of the library come get to, to life. Exactly.
2: Oh, I love that because I've—I mean, I, I've got to tell you, I love your Mad Hatter, and mm-hmm. I love when you—you you, know—you take Alice's Tea Party and you brought that mm. to life, and some of your other characters that you've done mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. Um, very creative. And uh, I would just like to jump inside your mind. One oh, these, it, that's a scary. scary place. It's a dark place. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but again. Um, uh, there are tickets available. There are $100. That includes an open bar, which pretty much pays for itself right there, a yeah. uh, full dinner, and then, of course, your donation to the library and uh, uh, our wonderful performances by us.
0: And the after party. And
1: that's right. So after the performances stop, that goes on for about two hours from 8.30 to about 10.30. Mm-hmm. And then the performances stop from 10.31, but the party keeps going. Yeah. And so the dance floor opens up, and then we're dancing until midnight.
2: Oh, that sounds like a blast. All right. Mm-hmm. So, again, everybody can go. They you can buy tickets, but you really should try to buy them now. What a wonderful oh, yeah. way to celebrate Halloween, Absolutely. too, the Friday yeah. before Halloween. Yeah. There and you go. It's, and, um, you know, you can come dressed uh, in
1: costume or not. Uh, the theme is always sort of a black and white attire dress, but we have an Arabian Nights twist to that. So people mm-hmm. can in, interpret that how they want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we provide masks that you get to keep as well.
2: Wow, what a great event! Yes,
1: it, you uh,
0: can dress very chicly. <laughs> <laughs> <Pundits>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Eric's in the room. <laughs> uh, so uh, now there's, but that's not the only Halloween event no. that you are doing. No. Um, no, nope, you've got something. Let's talk about. Do we want to talk about the event first or about the space first?
0: Let's talk about Night at the Haunted Museum. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so now this is happening yes. at your new location. Yes, because at Revel Factory in downtown Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Well, I'm so excited for you guys. It, it, it's this is well WaterFire is in the process that we were talking about this of doing mm-hmm. the same thing. We're creating a WaterFire arts center yeah. so that we can have a places to do performances and hold public mm-hmm. events. But tell me a little bit about the space and what it's felt like, because I remember your old offices mm-hmm. and you know, and what, what you see happening um, and, and where you like are hoping to bring this in the future? Sure. You want
1: me to say that? Yes. Yeah, sure. So, um, so we um, had to move in June mm-hmm. and, uh, as, as any move is, it's very stressful and crazy, and we were looking and searching, and we were, were really uh, wedded to the idea of staying in Pawtucket. It's really where all of our studios have been, yep. and uh, we were uh, looking for a space that could offer us everything that we wanted, and I think we actually found it. And mm-hmm. it was really, uh, at the very last minute, it was getting... To the wire. Our building <laughs> was sold. We needed to get out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found a building that was really just a, a stone's throw, but sits on the Blackstone River. It's the former Carroll Cable Company right across from Pawtucket City Hall.
2: Oh, all right. And
1: our building um, uh, really basically sits on the edge of the Blackstone mm-hmm. River. We have this amazing, beautiful view of Tolman High School and City Hall and the church. It's really like a perfect little tucked away treasure in Pawtucket. So we're really excited. Excited about being part of the renovation of that building and, and working with Louis Yip and his property management. Mm-hmm. They've been fantastic. We're partnering with Russ Morin, who I believe you're also partnering with yes, at your we space. Are. So they will be handling all of our catering. So uh, the most exciting part is that it really fulfills a dream that Eric and I had of having our own performance space where we could showcase the work and the performances that 1031 has to offer. And Eric has. Been the complete force behind Night at the Haunted Museum. I was couldn't even start to really sometimes wrap my head around the fact that we were going to do this in the same year that we were moving. And we I, had know, I don't know how it happened. But Eric was very persistent. So <laughs> well,
2: Eric, we you... had a vision. Okay. Yeah. So yes. when did this vision come
0: to you? Uh, when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually been a dream of Joe and I. You know, ever since we were kids going to ro- um, Rocky Point that. We always wanted to live in the haunted house at Rocky Point, and mm-hmm. now we actually can create a haunted house that we kind of live in, so mm-hmm. it's it's been an amazing experience being able to put it all together.
2: So, now, this is a big kind of wide open space, and what yes. are you building? You're building yep. like all sorts of... Tell, give me the details All right. About so, it.
0: here it is. So, basically, what we've done is we're taking our performance space, which is basically an open box. It's 5,000 square feet, um, and we're also using some of our back of the house uh, area as well, And we've come up with the concept that it's the night at the Haunted Museum. And basically, it is your typical Halloween walkthrough where you walk into the door and then you walk out the back door. Mm -hmm. But what we've done that's very different than anything else that's out there is we've created, first of all, an original story that is told through our actors and our performers. It's done in a highly sophisticated and polished way. There's really nothing gimmicky. There's Incredible attention to detail. There's a lot of special things that you can see as you walk along. That if if you're not really looking or being aware of all the beauty that's around you, you may miss it, which makes it even more exciting because then everyone can see something a little bit different as they go along the way. Yeah, and um, it's just going to be a really amazing thing.
2: And so, what is there a theme, like an underlying theme to the the, the evening? Yes,
0: uh-huh. basically, Dracula has been around since the beginning of time. And he loves artwork of uh, all types and of all fabrications, uh, but he also likes to covet things. So throughout his lives, because he's had many lives, um, he has taken the opportunity to collect unusual artifacts along the way. And uh, along that journey, he has enchanted some of these pieces of artwork, so they may come to life while you're standing next to them,
2: very neat now is this something that like, some all right so some haunted i'm going to call it like a haunted horror museum mm-hmm. some museums are scary as all heck and not good for kids to go to And I just want to is this one that we've
0: is... we've taken that into consideration, mm-hmm. and we've kind of placed ourselves right in the middle um. There's not a lot of gore or violence, um, and it's not so uh, happy that you know you can take your two-year-old. So we yeah. say that it's kind of smack in the middle. It's, children are welcome, but it's not intended for the very young. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's based on Dracula, so there is a lot of talk about blood. Um, <laughs> there is a little bit of blood, but there are no chainsaws. There's no guns. There's no... Uh, any of that blatant kind of violence, which we think that...
2: That's not even even part of your core values. It's all
0: about the story and the the accents that help tell that story. There are some things that are a little bit scary in there.
2: And how many actors does it take to to put this on? We have... Oh, gosh, I can't remember now. I think it's like probably 20. Wow, that's quite a cast. yeah, Yeah, yeah. And are you directing it all yourself, Eric, or Joe? No, order? no, no. We are. Is... We're. We're all. Do,
0: we're, it's, it's a. It's a group effort. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And so again, two days. So tell me, how long to go in from the front door to the back door?
0: Well, that's the million-dollar question because we haven't <laughs> tested it out yet. But
2: <laughs> we're doing it in a
0: way, if our math works, that it should be between 20 and 25 minutes um, for you to walk into the door. Um, but again, we're we are storytellers, so mm-hmm. as soon as you're even standing in line, the story begins. So even while you're queued up, and then when you go inside and have to be queued up again for a short time, um, you definitely will not be bored. You will be very entertained.
2: Yeah. When I was reading the um the, the release about this, um, it did say that like there's only there's groups of like ten probably, right? Ten to fifteen. We're thinking
0: ten to fifteen, yeah, because we mm-hmm. want to keep it a little bit intimate. Absolutely. And and it's so it's not that typical like. Uh, a train of people going through where you're just like, you don't know the person in front of you, you don't know the person in back of you, you just kind of pushed all the way through. Yeah. This, you have the time to really observe and see the beauty that we've created. And really, again, it's all about the story that's being told. So you have the time and the opportunity to sit and listen which or and observe, which is really like what we're all about anyway. So
2: Very, very yes. cool, guys. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I go. Now, it, it sounds like it's also very affordable. $10. That is super affordable. Yes. What a fun thing yeah. to do yes. with a family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And on a side note, um, we met with the mayor of Pawtucket a few weeks back, and we have formulated um, a committee with him uh, with a five-year plan to help turn downtown Pawtucket into a Halloween destination.
2: Oh, very so nice. So
0: we're working with all of the the local uh, businesses and such, and so each year uh, we'll be offering different things that will help to draw tourists there to help make the month of October a true destination.
2: Well, Pawtucket really is a place of revitalization right Absolutely, now, a- yes. and art and culture, and you know that Slater Mill project that's there mm-hmm. now with your building. Um, well we know that everybody's got to go to this event we've put it up on our website Thank we're going to so be promoting much. it um, and if there's anything else that you want to say about it as we keep on talking here please feel free to sure. to jump in but I want to talk about what's going to be happening in this building um, do you have students? That yeah. are coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to learn how to do what you do. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I ever
0: could. It all I, starts with imagination. Yeah.
2: I got a lot of that. Well,
0: there you go. You're halfway there.
2: All right, then I'm halfway there. But so are you going to open the place up so that people can come for classes um, and get involved with local schools or... Are any of those?
3: Doing? Yeah. So,
1: um, you know, what the space is able, uh, is going to enable us to do is really connect more with the community, whether it's sort of like creating cool, affordable events for people to go to. Um, but we've named our studio, it's called Revel Factory. That's R E V E L. Um, so it's a place to party and have yeah. a good time, but it's also a place to create. And so we are launching a in addition to everything else that we're doing, we're also launching launching a nonprofit organization called Revel Factory Communities. And so Revel Factory Communities is going to be uh, a nonprofit organization whose focus is um, dealing with the healing properties of art. And so we want to promote what art can do for self-esteem and your well-being and uh, really focus it that on having classes for children and adults and teenagers and being able to really do more outreach into the community uh, through uh, grant funding that we were not able to do because 1031 is, is a, a private corporation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so 1031 had been bankrolling all of these things in the outreaches and open houses that we were doing. But uh, via 10 uh, Revel Factory Communities, we'll be able to uh, hopefully build upon that and really be able to reach more of our community because we perform mostly at private events other than Waterfire, which is really our big public event, it's just another way for people who might not be able to go to, you know, large upscale events, uh, a way for them to connect and, and learn more about
2: us and uh, hopefully be inspired. Well, you know, I, I'm wondering if, um, I, I think that we've got to take a quick break in a second, but um, I want to continue down that track because I think that is such an important part of uh I would just say the human being and psyche mm-hmm. and condition and we're going to be actually focusing on some of that and art and art therapy at our Salute to Veterans Fire. Um, what a wonderful way, of course, for people to express themselves. Mm-hmm. But guys, can I keep you for like maybe another 10 minutes? You're I know sure. you've got a lot of work to do, but we're going to take a quick break, everybody. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for Talk in Business. And I'm talking to the wonderful guys from 1031 Productions. And boy, do they have some fun stuff coming up especially if you like halloween we'll be right back And, hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talking and Business. And I've been having a great conversation with my friends from 1031 Productions, and we're going to get back to talking to them uh, about their new space, uh, Revel Studios, and about the events they've got going on, and some really wonderful plans about a, a non-profit organization that they're looking to start up. But first, I want to just take a moment, please, and thank um, the sponsors of this show, so So to National Grid and Lifetime Medical, um, without their support, we would not be able to come and uh, bring you such wonderful information and great fun people to listen to and talk to and information about all these wonderful events that are happening not in Providence, but that's why it's called Water, Fire, Ignites Rhode Island. So, gentlemen, <laughs> we were just talking, again, when we uh, left off, was about your new space and about your new nonprofit that you're starting and using art as therapy right, and having it have a therapeutic aspect to it. So you want to expand on that a little bit and how you feel about doing it in your pretty much hometown because mm-hmm. you've been in Pawtucket for a while mm-hmm. and you probably could have gone anywhere, but you decided not to. So I know that's a lot of questions wrapped up into one, but... You can decipher them. And start <laughs> where you want. <laughs> well, I think
0: what the the best place for us to start is really what Joe and I came up with many many moons ago when we created our, our tagline or really the essence of our company and it's really about we make pretend. It's it saddens both of us when we see adults especially that have just kind of lost the ability to make pretend. I mean we've always relied on the fact that we can dive into the dive into our own brains and become whoever we want to become and it's quite liberating um it's I, I couldn't really do anything else. I say often when i'm performing as a character, I feel more like myself when I'm performing as someone than when I'm just in plain clothes walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, it elevates your spirit it gives you permission to really express verbally and and physically the way that you really want to be. And a lot of the times people are just really, unfortunately, just oppressed with with their own um, idea about what they need to be as an adult. And if you just look around at children especially, it's like, why are children laughing and playing in the playground? It's because they're just being themselves. They're playing.
2: They're pretending. Yeah. And a lot of the times, adults just lose that ability. Isn't that funny how we lose it or how it almost gets stifled? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know why that is. So that's why I love the fact that you're you, you're allowing people to kind of bring that back out because Every time I see you, and I, I wish I saw you more, but you are always smiling, and you're always in a good mood. And I swear it's because you. You
0: don't see us on Monday morning.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a wonderful way yeah. of looking at it. And then, so the impetus for this um, nonprofit and starting that up—will it span kind of the ages of who you're trying to help? Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's really about reaching out to all ages uh and designing programs for them that will connect. So, even with like kind of building on like that paint and vino nights and that like those kinds of things where it's fun, it's great, it's an expression, but and it's not to say that these are going to be like official art therapy. It won't necessarily have a clinical or therapeutic, you know, leader or guide in the event, but we're we're hoping to sort of bring that kind of concept to a bigger level to allow people rather than maybe just copying uh, a master's painting that they're just allowed to like have a paintbrush and have fun and go at it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really just like play like Eric said and to pretend. And so I think that's a broad message that is going to apply to a lot of age groups. So we're, I'm not just stopping at adults either. We're talking like elderly and, mm-hmm. Definitely. and all the, elderly, the way. Idea. Yeah. 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 yeah, And, uh, and just letting people uh, have a safe place to express themselves.
2: Well, I can't wait until that gets off the ground. I know personally, we're working for a nonprofit, that sometimes the paperwork and getting everything done—it's mm-hmm. it, a process. Sure, it, it surely is, and so those things take time. But in the meantime, it sounds to me like you guys have enough on your plate to keep oh, you busy. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit,
1: and plus the venue itself. I mean, like you said, it is—it is a venue. We just hosted a Rhode Island Style Week. It was our first um, major kickoff event, and we had a—we uh, were also uh, part of the Pawtucket Arts Festival, where uh, we had a movie workshop uh, which was um, through the Pawtucket Arts Festival and then we also showcased our Alice in Wonderland characters. a lot of people don't know that we have vocal talking characters these book illustrations or these really amazing uh, handcrafted costumes that we do that are actually speaking yeah um, so we were able to design and work with a, a wonderful uh, playwright and director to create an original work. Uh, that would showcase our costumes. So we had uh, a play mm-hmm. as part of the Pawtucket Arts Festival. And like I said uh, just recently, uh, this past weekend, Rhode Island Style Week. And uh, we're really hoping to expand and, and really create a cool venue that is going to be able to tie in our characters to those events. So, well, this
2: I mean, That's the wonderful mm-hmm. thing right. because I know I often get calls at Waterfire um, asking for people. People want information on how to reach you because they want to use you for an event that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But the great thing now is that you've got a space where they can actually come to you, yes. and you've got everything that you need right, exactly, right there. Right. Is it a big industrial space, and so is it kind of like a blank canvas, or it's, that's, exactly oh, that's <laughs> ironic
0: that you're calling it that? Really, we we are embracing the industrial aspect of it, and it's never going to be a, a, a posh. Uh, luxurious, amazing, opulent place as far as the beauty goes. It's really – it's it's an open space. It's a blank canvas. Um, it has industrial features with the concrete flooring and the brick walls and the, co- the structural columns. Um, but that's what makes it so amazing. And it's, is it a historic building? Did you already – it's, it's a very old mill building, so I think that makes it historic. <laughs> right. Yes. It's quite historic. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if it's actually on the yeah. registry It's the of... former
1: Carroll Cable Company building, which a lot of um, people in Rhode Island worked at. It was one of the, a huge employer. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we are in the back riverside of the section. So if you go to 249 Roosevelt Avenue, where Revel Factory is located, and you're coming for the night at the Haunted Museum, you want to go um, to the back end of the building uh, there'll be signs, but um, and so we are really just, as I mentioned, on the river, which mm-hmm. is really yes. really f- fantastic, and also ties into our beginning because that's where we started with the gargoyles. Yes.
2: Yeah, and you you were telling me, and I'm I'm sorry that I missed this article, but that the Pawtucket was in the New York Times, um, and there was a great article about its revitalization. hmm mm-hmm. And that... it was
0: actually a very lengthy article. I was kind of surprised at uh, at the length of it. They yeah. interviewed, yeah, from. The whole Artiste Village to downtown Pawtucket, they showcased a lot of different uh, of the buildings in the area. It's the concept of you know revitalizing these mills with
1: mm-hmm. uh, artists and creative industries and being sort of an incubator.
2: Well, that's exactly what we're trying to do with the Waterfire Arts Center, which I know... Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody, I've got to put the plug in for Waterfire here. And our fireball, which mm-hmm. is happening. We'll be I there. We'll see you there. Yes. Yeah, so, the, so 1031 Productions is going to be surprising everybody with some really amazing, amazing characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, guys, I'm just, we're so excited about that. And then I also know you're going to be at my Salute to Veterans. Absolutely. Every year you yeah. donate a, miss a character to be there at that very special opening ceremony. It and is very special. Yeah. It's the least we can it's do. It's my baby. It's, yeah. like, it's yeah. my its, it's It's really amazing. And I
0: perform. One of the times I performed, and it was just, it's, it's. You get very emotional. It's very moving.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and it's kind of like no other. Oh my God, it it, it is. It's like no other fire that we do. So, oh yeah. And by the way, did you know that? Just all right. Here's how my mind thinks. It's the 241st birthday of the Navy today. Oh. Oh.
0: I did not. Just as we're talking about the armed
2: forces. (laughs) (laughs) So I just thought I'd let you know that, guys.
0: (laughs) Does that mean there's cake somewhere? I'm always always ready for cake.
2: Well, you know, I want to remind everybody about this incredible haunted museum happening on 21st and 22nd. Yes. Yes.
1: You had Um, mentioned how to get in touch with us or, like, stay in touch with uh, and get to know information. So... We, you can uh, look us up on Facebook I'm sure there's going to be links on your site but yeah. Facebook 1031 T E N three one. it's a great way to stay in touch with us uh, you can buy tickets uh, through Eventbrite for the night at the Haunted Museum yep. which is on the 21st First and the 22nd yeah, and then Mysterium on the 28th
2: well gentlemen it's always so good to see you and look at you make me smile I walked awesome. in I had a headache and now look at <laughs> I'm all happy <laughs> and joyful so everybody uh, pay attention to We Make Pretend and Everything that's happening with them in their new home, you might want to do an event there yeah I don't know, but you're definitely our
0: doors are open
2: their doors are open, and you definitely want to go and uh, mysterium and the haunted museum yes. lots of fun and get your tickets early just so that you don't have to wait and you know then you Absolutely. can make your plans Absolutely. for a good night. Uh, All right, everybody. Well, you've been listening to Water, Fire, Ignites Rhode Island. Thank you guys for being here. My friends from 1031 Productions, Eric Ogier and Joe Perry. Don't forget their names. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. And we'll be talking to Ken Capuano. And we're going to be talking all about stuff for our military men and women in the Rhode Island National Guard. And Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelser, your host from Waterfire. And we were just talking to Joe Perry and Eric Auger, my wonderful friends from 1031 Productions, doing something very similar as to what Waterfire is doing. They've got a new building. It's going to be an incredible uh, space, and they've got great events happening there. And if anybody has not heard... uh, and you would like more information even about the Waterfire Arts Center building, which if you drive down Valley Street and you've got American Locomotive on your left, it's the beautiful old Capitol Records building, and we are making that an arts center. And it's going to be very similar uh, in, in many ways, shapes, and forms to what Eric and uh, Joe are doing in that we're going to be able to have events there and a space where, you know, Waterfire isn't just, you know, something that you go to, uh, 12 times out of the year and then you forget about it so we're very excited uh, and i always love talking to those guys they've got some great events coming up but as we know every week from now and through november 5th we are going to be having at least one segment on the radio that is uh, related to veterans and veterans services because november 5th is the water fire salute to veterans and it It takes a village to put this event on and a massive committee and a massive commitment from the committee um, to try to get everything pulled together and to celebrate our veterans. We still need support financially um, for it, but you know, This fire is more than just a celebration of our veterans. We work very closely with the Providence VA and many other groups to provide resources uh, for veterans um, of all ages and from all different conflicts. And that's why I'm so excited to have Ken Capuano here uh, with me. Uh, Hey, Ken, how are you doing?
3: I'm very good. Thank you for having me.
2: I'm so glad that you can come here and speak to us about a little bit of what you're seeing. Um, You know, you're working with the National Guard, right? for the Employment Support Services. Is that your official title? or?
3: Yeah, so recently, so prior to becoming the Rhode Island National Guard Employer Support Service Coordinator, I also worked with the Rhode Island ESGR. And as we know, the Rhode Island ESGR is going to be having a ceremony within the water fire mm-hmm. to celebrate their National Freedom Award winner which this year was Hope Valley Industries. Um, A Freedom Award is an award given to an employer that shows exemplary commitment and support of a National Guard or reserve member that they work with. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this case, their uh, airman was uh, Senior Airman Eddie Murata from the 143rd Aerial Port Squadron. Mm -hmm. And the employer, Hope Valley Industries, went above and beyond in supporting Eddie while he was deployed in Afghanistan. So the Rhode Island ESGR employer supported the Garden Reserve, along with the National ESGR, um, singled them out and and uh, awarded them for their commitment to supporting their their employee, and they will be they will be formally recognized again. In the rotunda of the state house prior to Water Fire.
2: Well, it's not. I think I think it's not going to be in the rotunda of the state oh, house. Excuse me. We yes, have, we've changed it to the um, Department of Administration. I think because that's, the rotunda is getting, I think, refurbished.
3: That's right. Guess, I'm right? sorry. I apologize. You're right. <laughs> no, You're correct.
2: That's okay. So now, what is the difference? So. I know what ESGR is, and I know that they've been they're great. They're always down on site. They're helping to you know work with veterans and with people who are in the National Guard. Yep. What's the difference between that and what you're doing right now?
3: So the difference is is that the Rhode Island National Guard has um, identified that there's a lack of uh, employment support services for services members who might not have received that veterans' designation just yet. So in other words, these are our newly enlisted personnel. They go to uh, their boot camp and their tech school, and then they come home and they begin their reserve career, uh, which is um, with the National Guard, but they haven't um, necessarily embarked on their civilian career. So that being said, um, we wanted, they want, the Rhode Island National Guard wanted to identify a support system for those soldiers and airmen. And then that's where I come in. So mm-hmm. I provide, um, specific assistance to, to that demographic, if you will. Um, how it's different from, uh, some of the other services is again that veterans designation. So these are folks that um, have not necessarily served overseas yet, but have the potential too. So yeah. we want to make sure we're supporting that that group of uh, soldiers and airmen also.
2: So essentially, are you helping them with their resumes and getting jobs and, and going to employers that understand what it's like to? I mean, because to have somebody in the National Guard as an employee, because you've got to be able to say goodbye to them at some point, and you know, I would imagine. You hope that these guys have a job when they come back.
3: That's exactly right. You uh, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, we just want to get them up to speed, whether it be through resume services, whether it be through um, interview skills coaching, and, and and a different array of services that we offer. We just want to make sure that our younger servicemen and women are prepared as they go out for that civilian uh, job search.
2: I think that's really important uh, as well, because let's face it, the jo- I mean, it's getting better now, the economy, but. It's pretty hard for people to get good jobs and to be qualified for that. Also, are you helping when it comes... Um to education and anything that would further their education to help them establish or land a
3: job. Yeah, when they come in and, and work with me, I want to identify just that. Um, certainly, we have the services that I talked about that are available for them um, with pursuing uh, uh, with regard to pursuing civilian uh, civilian employment. Mm-hmm. But we also want to make them aware of the different uh, education opportunities that they have visa their service through the military. So. Um, you know, we want to cover all topics, and, and the main the main idea being just getting these newly uh, enlisted service members off and running with not only their military career, but also their civilian career. Were you
2: in the military?
3: I was. I recently retired from the 143rd Airport Squadron, like I said, mm-hmm. uh, in April. I uh, had 22 years of service. And, um, Wait,
2: you had 22 years of service? Yes, ma'am. You look very good for your age. Oh, thank you I very much. I appreciate have that. 22
3: years. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you for your service. That's amazing.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: So, is that where your passion lies, in, in trying to help and assist?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So, for me, um, you know, coming from the background that I came from, the military kind of gave me an, an opportunity not to only travel and see the world, but it also gave me an opportunity to pursue my, my education. A Rhode Island College graduate. Uh, thanks to my military benefits. Yeah. So now that I'm in the position on the other end of my career, it's it's certainly um, uh, rewarding to be able to work with young service members to mm-hmm. enlighten them in terms of uh, what opportunities they have visa the military also.
2: Well, yeah, because you've lived it and, you, and you've and you been there. So did you go right from um, high school? That's I did. Straight in? Yes, I did. Now you, do you come from a military family?
3: I do, actually. So my uh, my on my mom's side, she has seven brothers and all seven of them have served in the military, so wow. I think it comes from that.
2: And you, and you, you come from Smithfield, Rhode Island, right? I
3: come from Smith Hill, Providence. Oh, actually. Smith Hill. Yes.
2: All right. So now, are all these brothers and veterans still around?
3: Yeah, uh, they are. I, unfortunately, I've lost a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, certainly they all take their their former military service with a a lot of pride.
2: Well, because I, you know, I was going to say I'd love to see them be part of our torch ceremony. I and
3: do believe that my uncle John, who is a former Marine Corps. Uh, Veteran, and uh, I'm also going to try to get my Uncle Bob, who's an Army veteran who served in uh, the Vietnam conflict, to join me on uh, the night of the water fire.
2: And I'm so glad. So you're going to be walking with one of those torches? Absolutely. Excellent. let's let's talk about so i know that you're working with the national guard how can other people help i mean what well, what is it that we can do or especially for, for these guys that are getting ready now what what can we do to um to help
3: well you know the nice thing about uh, the time that we exist in not only nationally but on the on the local level is we really exist in a time where the state leadership of our state are are a general um, General uh, Callahan mm-hmm. and our Veterans uh, State Veterans Director, uh, Director Yarn, um, are both putting such an emphasis on supporting the systems that help veterans and service members. I, I really think we're we're operating, operating in a great time. So, there's a tremendous amount of volunteer opportunities not only within my program, within the ESGR program, within the Family Services located on. Um, uh, at the Warwick Armory.
2: Is that Lynn St. Germain?
3: Yes, it is. Okay. Lynn St. Germain has a program there, several other programs, military, one source, um, that people can come directly there and express their interest to volunteer. Um, certainly within the state Veterans Affairs, um, you can c- uh, contact Director Jan, and I know he has volunteer opportunities. I know that the VA in Providence, the VA hospital, mm-hmm. also, you can contact them, and they have volunteer opportunities. So there's really a groundswell of people interested and in supporting the the mechanisms that that are involved in veterans care and and, and anyone can can get and in, get involved and and help out
2: so how many people now with the national guard in, in your position are you helping on a daily basis or even on a yearly basis, if we want to put it? This
3: Absolutely. Way. So my program is uh, just recently um, uh, developed, so I'm pretty new to the program. The program itself is pretty new, mm-hmm. as I'm the first coordinator of it. So I'm just getting going, but we hope to reach all um all of our new service incoming service members we want to get them right as they come in so we're going to be working with an rsp program which is a a newly enlisted soldiers program on the national army national side of the house on the air force side of the house we're going to be working with their student flight and so that this program is available to all of them and i think after we do work with them for a while we'll be able to see exactly how many people we're working with
2: all right so i'm going to ask this is probably a very silly question
3: but do you miss being in the Air Force, <laughs> or do you feel uh, that you,
2: because you've transitioned now into helping? Yeah, I think
3: I think that I do miss it to a degree. You definitely get into a routine over doing it, like I said, 22 years. Um, but I think because my, my second life here has kept me closely related to veterans and service member care that I don't feel as far away from it maybe as somebody who just stops doing it altogether. So um, it was really, really good to me. Um, it really gave me a lot, Took had some bumps and, and missteps along the way. But at the end of the day, it was really a family for me that, that allowed me to kind of put myself in the position that I'm in. And so it's very, again, very rewarding to be in a position where I can give back and, and maybe help someone who I can see looks like myself 20 years ago.
2: I know that that it's got to be a good feeling. It is. And, um, and so, if somebody wanted to reach uh, out to you and and you know with this volunteer opportunities and find out more about what you're doing,
3: um, if you if you have uh, any concerns, if you're in the National Guard and certainly need employment services of any sort, you can reach out to me. Uh, my phone number is four zero one. Two seven five one two four six,
2: and that is a good man that puts your phone number out there on the radio. Absolutely, like <laughs> call me
3: whenever you need me. I'm I'm here and I'm available to uh, assist those service members and any veteran or reservist that needs help. I, I can certainly point you in the right direction.
2: Well, and I want to thank you for helping us with the Water Fire Salute to Veterans. You've been at some committee meetings with us, and I know you've been helping us move things along. And we are so excited. So it's going to be 70 degrees that day, isn't it?
3: I, I think so. Uh,
2: yeah, I think so too. We're, we're going to send out that good energy, Ken, and. Thank you for all the uh, incredible work that you're doing. Thank you. And, again, for all of your help. And everybody out there, remember I said it takes a village. Well, it takes a village, and we need to take care of those who take care of us and protect our freedom. So uh, if you want more information on how you can be part of this water fire, whether it's through a donation of a brazier in somebody's name, uh, a service member, if you would like to hold a torch, if you'd like to sponsor, um, please reach out to me, Bronwyn, B-R-O-N-W-Y-N, at waterfire.org and uh, we will uh, be talking more about veterans and salutes to veterans but again Ken Capuano thank you so much for coming in thank Um, you for for doing what you do and thank you for your service 22 years I still can't believe that (laughs) you you don't look old enough to be Okay. anyway (laughs) everybody we will uh, see you next week and see you down by the river bye bye